Margaret Tellison owned a fine two-story brick home in a fashionable part of the city. To her views, she had married much better than had her younger sister Jeannie. Her husband was a wealthy merchant who now had three stores in Kansas City and was about to acquire a fourth. The name of Tellison was rapidly rising. It should, for Margaret spent most of her waking hours working toward that end. Who could tell? With the proper social background, Edgar Tellison someday might become a councilman, even a mayor. The couple never had had any children. Espy Norwood had often tried to picture Margaret Tellison as a mother. Somehow, the picture never did seem to fit. But she had offered to give Espy's son a home after Jeannie had died. Bewildered in his loss, Espy had gratefully accepted, and true to her word, she was bringing him up to be a proper little gentleman. Best private school in Kansas City. Clothes as good as those worn by any rich man's son in town. Manners just as correct as the book could specify. Wherever they went, Margaret introduced him as my sister's son. Never a word about the hard-drinking, half-wild Texan who was his father. Kenny Norwood was growing up to be more like Edgar Tellison than like the man who was named he bore. Espy Norwood stepped down from the horse-drawn cab and handed three jingling coins to the driver. He watched as the cabbie turned his horse around and took the vehicle back down the street in a rolling drift of dust. Something about the Tellison home always made Espy freeze up inside. Looking at its tall brick walls, its many cupolas, and the two big bay windows that bulged in front, he felt out of place. Times like this, he almost wished Edgar Tellison were a poor man and lived somewhere close to the stockyards. Then maybe Espy could feel at home. More than that, somehow it took time now to work up the courage to see his son. A cold hand gripped his stomach as he visualized the distrust he would see in Kenny's eyes. It would be there, he knew. It seemed that the gulf which separated them grew wider after every visit, so wide that soon he no longer would be able to bridge it. No sense in a grown man being afraid of a little boy, he chided himself. Just go on in there. Espy held a big box in his hands. He tucked it under his arm and started up the long red brick walk toward the house. A white-aproned maid answered his nervous knock on the carved front door. Her eyes widened. Espy knew she had to force her smile. Why, Mr. Norwood, come in, sir. I'll take your hat. The hat was brand new not even well-shaped yet, but she carried it out with her fingertips, as if afraid it would get dirt on her hands. Espy waited in the parlor, pacing nervously along the wall, looking distractedly at stiff, painted family portraits he had seen twenty times. Officers and gentlemen, probably as far-fetched as the horse and bull pictures which the colonel kept on his walls. Espy found that his fingers were shredding the paper in which the box was wrapped, and he set it down. Good afternoon, Espy. A woman's voice spoke evenly. He turned. Margaret Tellison stepped into the parlor, closing a door behind her. She wore a prim, floor-length black dress with white lace collar. Her back was straight as a diamond-studded walking cane. Her eyes were chilly and without friendliness. Hello, Margaret, he spoke politely. You're looking well. Thank you, she motioned toward a chair. Sit down. She seated herself upon a hard, straight-backed chair, looking like a grim hostess at some painfully formal social affair. He tried to make some small talk. Edgar's business is doing well, I guess. See, you've done the house over. It looks fine. 
She sat with hands in her lap, staring at him, saying no more than was necessary to answer his questions, and he quickly ran out of those. In facial features, Espy could see her resemblance to Jeanie. The nose was the same, the shape of the chin, the color of the eyes. Margaret Tellison was a pretty woman, in a severe kind of way. Espy had often puzzled over it. How could sisters look so much alike, yet be so completely different? He had waited as long as he could without asking her. Where's Kenny? I'm anxious to see him. She shook her head. He's not here. Espy's heart quickened. Not here? But where is he? We sent him to visit some friends of ours in Chicago. We thought the trip would be broadening for him. He'll be gone another week, or perhaps two. Espy's breath.